This is Tony Rosario from the What the Heck Show on Union Power Radio, and this is our disclaimer. The content of this radio show is provided for informational purposes only. Hector and myself and our guests are not responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of information provided in this show and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Hector, myself, and our guest as of the date of this show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements are based solely on assumptions, opinions, and actual results may vary from any such statements. No reliance should be placed on any statement said on date of this radio show. Now stay tuned and enjoy, and thank you for listening. Nice. You are now in tune with the boss of the business, the What The Heck Show, on UnionPowerRadio.com. Okay. That was I don't know what happened, man. It just uh, <laughs> cut the hell off. I, uh, I'm wondering what the hell happened. What's up? Well, well welcome, welcome, uh, everybody. Uh, welcome, uh, Teamsters of Local 804 and Teamsters listening across the country. Today is August 21st. We haven't been on for quite some time. So, welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, everybody on the show. Welcome, welcome back, welcome, all our uh, listeners. Everybody, uh, welcome, uh, uh time. So welcome up, back. We're... Welcome back, everybody. Hearing myself there. Yeah. We're good. You, you like listening to yourself. That's why I did it. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, thank, welcome back, Hector Fortis, uh, the Big Fat Wolf from Brush Avenue. What's up? What's up? Damn, what's up, look, what's up? yo, freaking uh, Greg got a tan. Greg, either that or he's got the lighting is uh, I don't know. No, he got a tan. No, you got a tan. <laughs> welcome back, Greg. How you been? Not bad. Not bad. I know, I know you've been busy. You're all over the place. I don't see Hector much, but uh, yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, you see behind the behind the scenes pulling the strings. I think. Yeah, Hector's the man behind the curtain. Yeah. Um, and I believe that Ermy number one fan guy is Jamie Holligan. I want to say. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, there he is. I knew yeah, it. He's camera shy because he didn't do his makeup. You know, you can't have it say Jamie Holligan. Holligan. <laughs> Hooligan. hooligan what's up everybody so it's not a hooligan he's a hooligan listen i i this is a one hour show so let's get rolling because let's i want to see my my house of dragons that come on tonight on hbo <laughs> and i'm not <laughs> promoting it but you know if you're a great game of throne guy you know yeah. you, you're gonna yeah. it's supposed to be good so yeah. let, let's yeah. get let's get down to business all right, so quick news, man. It's been amazing uh, watching this uh, organizing drive that has been created by the, uh, the the this new Teamster Union. You know, Sean O'Brien, the Slate. They've been kicking butt since day one. They're out there with the internal organizers. They're they're hitting those right to work states. They're getting those those members that are very hard and those very tough right to work states to, to join a union and they're they're getting to them they're having them understand the importance of being part of our union and that's been amazing um this weekend was really huge we had a group of all the external organizers from all over the country 
uh, just come to meet in one area in Cincinnati, Ohio, for some serious hardcore organizing training. And then right, I mean, right to work. I mean, literally after the training, we were out there knocking on people's doors. There was a huge, what we call a, a blitz on DHL. Um, the company DHL uh, in that particular part uh, in Cincinnati. Well, you know, it's kind of northern Kentucky, the the airport, but it's, you know, called the Cincinnati airport, which I just found out. Um, the CVG there, there's a huge DHL hub and there's about, I believe, close to 1500 workers on a ramp. And we're trying to organize them and make them part of this union. Most people know uh, this union already has, I believe over 60, 65% of DHL already has been unionized. This would be a big uh, strategic victory for us, being that it's like one of their, where international and domestic flights leave from. It's pretty huge. Um, I believe the building probably has close to more than 3,000 employees, but we're going to work on the other ones after we're done with the ramp. Um, they're doing great work, great groundwork down there. Uh, Chris Roselle, He's phenomenal as the director. He came down there. He put this team together. He a great job in training, great job in getting us prepared. Um, a huge shout out to Local 100 because the hospitality we got from them down there was just unbelievable. I mean, uh, big kudos to the president down there. Uh, he was. What he they was do? Like, they gave you all massages? No, no massages. Come on. Bill Davis is the is the principal okay. officer down there, and they were just they. I mean, they gave us T-shirts, pins. Um, they 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 let us use our let us use their hall. I mean, obviously, a lot of this drive is for them because they would be getting a majority of those members, um, and they they could use the help. This one's great. Local one hundred had at one point, I believe, he was saying, I think twelve thousand or thirteen thousand members. I could be mistaken, maybe even more, and they're down to like forty five hundred over the years with like outside contractors and everything that's been going on over the years and how, you know, this industry is changing. And it was really, you know, really sad because they put a lot of money into this beautiful hall that they have. And, you know, we got to help them out. We got to help them out. We were down there doing exactly that. Uh, we had a bunch of members from our Amazon organizing team. And it was just really nice to see everybody, you know, um, that was there. There's a, a man there that's running it down on the ground floor by the name of Scott Williams. He's a workhorse. I mean, this guy is like a phenomenal worker, the way he's putting the, the work, the amount of work he's putting in down there. Uh, Nick Prather's another one. I don't know if you guys know Nick, doing a lot of work down there at Local 100, trying to help with this. Uh, all the organizers that I met, I mean, big shout out to Rick Hernandez, who I rolled with personally. Um, and uh, another one that, who, who, I mean, we met so many people, even some of the cannabis uh, teamsters that have helped organized cannabis workshops for the Teamsters. Uh, I met a, a mother-daughter team, Tanya and Megan. They were amazing. Um, you know, we met so many good people there. It's, it, I mean, and uh, some of the people doing some of the training, we met um, Claudia Rowe and Alexa Tropete. Um, phenomenal workers. Tropete? Great, yeah, Tropete. Tropete. Mm -hmm. Tropete. <laughs> anyway, but they were doing, they did a great job in helping us along with it. I mean, it was... I have to say, this was just a great thing, putting us all together. All this learning that went down there was a great blitz. We knocked on uh, the team with over the weekend, over those two days, knocked on over 592 doors. OK, got tons of evaluations, signed up a, a ton of members, you know, and, and it was a two step process. It was they had to sign up a card so that they can, you know, uh, send that over to the NRB. So they have the amount of numbers they need to have an, uh, uh, an election. You know what I mean? Uh to unionize. And then the second step was signing up memberships so they could sign their membership cards so that once they win the election, they're members, you know? So a lot of people that we ran into signed both right off the back. This is what they want. Spoke to some good people down there, people that, that have been hurt. One guy, man, had both had two knee surgeries already. The safety conditions in that facility are horrendous. These people are being hurt. And the great thing is that they have a neutrality agreement. So, you know, DHL can't talk bad about the union and the union can't talk bad about DHL and DHL can't forbid the members of the workers from organizing. They're not allowed, but you know, who knows what's going on behind closed doors. But, you know, right now it seems like everybody's honoring their, the agreement. So, you know, especially the union, of course, uh, the DHL side, you know, I feel like the companies always try to undermine somehow, but I have, I have, there's no proof of it. Nobody's seen it yet. So it is what it is. Um, but 
these members do want to organize. They're they're getting together. They're they're working hard at getting together to try to make this happen. And it was pretty amazing to watch. Yes, it was Hector. It was amazing. I wish you could have been there to see this this amount of effort that was put into this drive. And you know, we laid a lot of work down for them, and they're going to continue it from here on in. And we'll see if there's another blitz towards uh, the election time that we can go down there and. <laughs> and did it happen? Did it happen in local eight hundred four area? No. No. That's why he doesn't care. Oh, okay. <laughs> outside of New York City, 804 doesn't exist to him. You're right. And I don't care about your ass either. <laughs> whoa, whoa. So I you, I don't know where you, you're coming from. Uh, listen, we, we have a lot a lot to talk about with this contract yeah. coming up and, uh, okay. and the kickoff that we didn't get on. We haven't been on the air for a minute. Uh, Dean has been on his channel, the informational channel. So if anybody wants information, go to Dean's channel, uh, the informational channel, which is doing pretty good, Dean. I'm, 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 I have to say, I saw the views, and uh, between you and the other guy, I mean, you, you're getting like triple the views. I think it's because of Greg. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, but anybody that wants information that's going on in the contract and Dean is very good with what he says and what he knows and the information he gets. And he's got Greg there most of the time and dumb two together is, uh, it's good information. There's so, some well-informed teamsters is what they are. Really? So, uh, the contract. Now, we have a kickoff of the contract now that everyone is now. We, we're, at 804, we did all 17 buildings, and it was a good turnout. And people are getting into that app. That app is absolutely great. I can't believe how great it is. is this app is, 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 a business, is a business agent dream because you can go and look at articles. You can search for it. And is I mean for for the members also I mean it's a good app and I didn't think it was going to be a good app but it's a great app if you don't have it get it on have your phone it, it gives you it. all the update information on the contract so instead of you going and asking yo what's going on in the contract just go to that app that app will give you up to date everything about the contract and what's going on and you know what's going on if the company don't comply we will strike and yeah. that's, that's what app what app are you referring to Hector. To Jamie.com. The new team, the new team's the, the porn, the, available. No, because a lot of people don't know the app, that's why. The the porn, the porn app of uh Jamie Holligan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It, uh, the UPS Teamsters app, it's what replaced UPS Rising. Yes. It's what it looks like when it's on your phone. The one one big advantage on there is the resources. It has both Package car driver and feeder car, feeder driver logbooks. Wow. It lets you keep track. Uh, we'll go to the package driver here. One. Date, punch in time, leave building time, return building time, break nice. lunch time, start, punch out time, overtime, total hours, miles, over 70 packages. Just a lot of stuff. There's a ton of stuff more on here that you can keep track of what you did during your day so that when you're called in the office, because you will get called in the office if you work at UPS. Of course. So they say, hey, what happened on this day? And you say, oh, let me check my notes. Mm -hmm. You know, and there you have your notes saying this is what I did. And Because uh, you, I, the, the management people are not your friend, guys. They're not your friend. I keep saying this. I mean, this is still going on, even though we put it out there. Dean put it out there. Everyone... In the media hub puts it out there that management is not your friend, and yet here we are. We are another situation where for management is not your friend, and now you want to call into the uh, union and say, help, 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 help be God. You know, you when we tell you your management is not your friend, he, they are not your friend. Whatever. Anyway, go ahead, uh, Dean. I'm sorry to I'm sorry to interrupt you because it just gets to my mind when you said management, and I'm like, whatever. I'm okay. Yeah. So <laughs> we know um, how you feel. We know there's how you feel. a lot of good stuff on there. And for the feeder logbook, it has, you know, start time, tractor number, end time, information like that. One thing that's really neat on this app is one of the settings way down here, second from the bottom, is the Teamster Constitution. It's right there. Transparent as all get out. Now, there was a few of us techno weirdos that had the link to get to the constitution before but it 
wasn't easy to find on the Teamster webpage before. There it is right there on this new app. So you're shaking your head, Greg. You, you it wasn't it. easy to find, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think was, I got it from you, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And Listen, when Greg shakes his head with you, it's because he's agreeing with you. When he shakes his head okay. with me, he's not agreeing with me. <laughs> I don't shake that's, my head with you. That's, that's all of us with you, Hector. He, just, <laughs> he don't even shake his head. He put his hands down and be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what am I listening to? <laughs> yeah, but that app, that app is pretty good. If you don't have that app, please uh, get it on your phone. It's real good. It's got a lot of information. A lot of Jamie, information. Jamie would like the fast facts, I think. There's, there's a section of fast facts about the company that I think everybody will find enlightening. Exactly. That, uh, Carol Tomei's total compensation was $15.2 million last year. That's a 400% increase from 2020. Wow. Total revenue since 2020 is $182 billion. That the revenue growth since 2019 is $23.2 billion. That the total profit in 2021 was $10.6 billion, which was a 60% increase from 2019. Now, I know I didn't get a 60% raise. Did anybody here get a 60% raise? No, I believe what we got was them trying to put cameras in the vehicles instead of giving us some proper air conditioning ventilation in our vehicles. I which, believe that's where we're at. Which that's a, that's a hot topic right now. In local which local 804 and a couple other locals have been very vocal about. Yeah. You well, know, this it's one thing when a company makes this kind of money. You're talking about lining and you're talking about lining the CEO's pockets. Would you say that was that 26% her increase? Just Carol Tomei's alone? What? Yeah. So so if they're going to spend that kind of money on lining their uh, shareholders. 400% increase. Yeah. Fuck Jesus Christ. 400%. Well, I want to so, thank, thank uh, Steve Vermer of Vel just, uh, Velmar. Just for illustration, or, that would mean that a package driver's pay would go to 160 bucks an hour for a 400% increase. Wow. Wow. And, and we, we don't want 100. I mean, that would be nice, but we'd be happy with like 50, 60 an hour. I'd say we don't I mean? want it. No, I'll take it. <laughs> you know, but the truth is, uh, they're not putting anything towards the workers. They're not putting anything nope. towards the the condition and the, and the facilities. Uh, some of these facilities are in need of some serious renovation. I can tell you off the back. I've been to facilities in Foster Avenue uh, in Brooklyn. I've been to facilities at Maspeth where the the conditions are just atrocious at this point. Fans blowing on packages, not doing anything for the workers. People working in trailers that go up to a, a up, up over 120, 130 degrees. Drivers working in package cars that are 100 degrees outside, 90 degrees outside. Those package cars are 120, 130 inside the package car. It's just ridiculous. Um, and I, and I, and I, what, what's really aggravating is that there's a lot of members that say, "Oh well, I did it." You know, you guys are just being, you know, uh, you know, pansies or whatever the case is. And it's like, you know, I did it too. And Greg, you did it. And Dean, you did it. And Hector. Shit, you did it also. But does that mean that we should <laughs> make conditions even after? Does that mean that we should change our working conditions better for the members that are coming up behind us? So hold on a second. So I'm to understand that because there were members that were able to do it, that we shouldn't, you know, it should be no big deal. We should just continue to suffer. Our members should continue to deal with these kind of conditions because we did it. But let's right. let's let's put it in realistic terms though. Please, please, Dean. In 1976, there was 15,000 UPS workers in the whole company, drivers. You wow. get 15,000 Teamster members in all of UPS in 1976. And you were 54? <laughs> you know, I'm glad was, you brought that up, Dean. I was 11 I years. I was 11 years old, going to see Star so Wars. What, what, what are you? You were like a freaking stalker for UPS at 11 years old. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Child yeah. labor lords, Dean. Child labor. We all had hair that, that. That the weather conditions, the company wasn't across the country. The company wasn't in all the desert communities like they are now. Right. Guys that did deliver to the desert communities had one or two stops, and then they drove for miles. You know, it's not only that, Dean, air conditioning wasn't truly in production in vehicles till after the yeah. 70s. Yeah. You so know, it was created sometime was around the item. 30s. Yeah, it was created yeah. sometimes around the 30s and 40s, from what I understand. And yeah. then and that was just like the invention of it in vehicles. And then later on in the 70s, it started to go into production in some vehicles. But, yeah, but yeah. that's like 
You know, you, know, you have to have the money for air conditioning. There's a lot of drivers right now that uh, come up to me all the time and say, why why are we, why are we asking them for ACs yeah. in the vehicle? We're barely in the vehicle. We're in and out of that vehicle. And that's what you that's what the company sees. And I don't understand. The company, as soon as and I spoke to a mechanic, and the mechanic says those vehicles do come with AC, but they take away the compressor and yeah. that's Well, we found know. proof. They're they're saving themselves a hundred and what, seventy five bucks or hundred and fifty bucks per vehicle to take out the air conditioning. It's ridiculous. What are they doing with those compressors? Who knows? They're probably Are they storing them, them? They're giving or are they them back. <laughs> Give it them back so they could put them in other vehicles. Uh, not as long as they don't go into UPS trucks. But I mean, but the, then you have you have the members Hector that say, "Oh well, UPS hasn't had air conditioning in 115 years. Why should they start now?" Uh, AC hasn't been around for 115 years, pal. So uh, let's get with the program. If you're trying to go by dates, then I would say we're about due in 2023 to get some proper and air it's conditioning. Not, and it's not about trying to keep the cab cold right it's the inside right. the package I drive that but i drive a feeder tractor you always okay? have ac and you have heat i have ac and but as soon as i shut the engine off it's hot in that thing it, it, it starts getting hot and so it, it's not like the ac keeps it ice cold in the cab it takes a while for the coolness to cool the cab off when i'm driving it and so that would be the same thing for the package driver. I don't know. They would Dave Citron, you know, he, he he was a feeder driver before he came into the business. He used to freaking FaceTime me wearing a coat in the summer because it, his cab was so cold in the feeder the in, in the feeder truck. He yeah, said he was wearing ear mumps and a scarf because his <laughs> his AC was damn freaking freezing. <laughs> I would never, I would never call my friends in package and do something like that. <laughs> So so listen to this. I'm hearing uh, one of our brothers from Idaho, Brandon Langley's on Facebook says, our joint counsel here did file charges on them for cameras. I'm sure the whole country has by now. And joint counsel three, I'm a steward here in Idaho Falls. Thank you, brother Brandon Langley. That's right. Put charges on their asses. Nick Prather, our brother from Ohio. I've heard UPS manager tried air conditioning, but production went down because drivers spent too much time in the cab. F their production. <laughs> You're damn right, Nick. F their production. You're damn I'm, right we're going to spend a little more time in the cab. It's hot. We deserve to take a little break and not die from heat exhaustion. You know, how many people, seriously, how many people have to die? How many more? How many more people have to die? That poor kid, Esteban Chavez, is dead now. How many more people have to be hospitalized? Hector, how many of our members over the last few weeks during this heat wave were hospitalized? I think we had like four members hospitalized, including uh, inside workers and package car drivers. And when, you have, it, when you have a supervisor telling the other driver, because this is this is two drivers in, in that one car, and the other supervisor is calling and said, don't call the ambulance for this guy. I mean, they are reckless. They don't give a shit. They do it because of numbers and, and they bonus because if they don't call in an injury or accident or anything, they get a nice little bonus at the end of the year. And they'll risk someone's life because of, you know, they want to get that bonus. Let me tell you something. Anyone that, that listen, you got to follow instructions. I'm, I'm going to tell you that. But. When it's come to safety, fuck it. You do what you have to do to save another brother. You don't fucking get an answer or from yourself. Exactly. You know that's safety. I mean, if you if the uh, manager tells you, I'm instructing you to cross that bridge, even though there's a hole in the middle, you're not gonna do it because it's a safety thing. You're gonna say no to him. You have the right to say no to him. When it comes to another fellow worker that's could be in jeopardy with this uh, with with the heat. Call the fucking ambulance. Call the police. I'm sure you'll call the police if someone pulls out a gun on you. It's, it's, it's almost the same thing. Call the ambulance. Call the police for your co-workers. Don't listen to your management. That's something that you have to overrule and don't take the right. I don't give a shit. You won't get fired for not taking that direction. Okay. And if the media <laughs> tries to get in touch with you, don't be scared to talk to the media because... The company wants us to keep a lid on it. The company wants us to stop talking about it. I could tell you in 804 already, we've had, we've had members in Newsdays, uh, in, uh, in Newsday articles, in uh, the New York Times. We've had uh, our Spanish members on Telemundo speaking out about it. Um, we, me, myself, and the vice president were on a, um, a Texas uh, a news uh, called the Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Factor Uncensored, and we spoke about it. Shit, our vice president, Chris Williamson, challenged T 
Tomei to come outside on her desk and put that down in a trailer. Let's see how she handles working under those conditions because they're all in their offices with their air conditioning on and they're not doing half the amount of work that we're doing as far as physical labor. And it's all- yeah, They can sit in a cool office, but we can't have air conditioning in our warehouses. We can't have air conditioning in our package cars. And, and enough with the argument, oh, they close the doors a hundred times a day and this and this and that. There's plenty of technology out there. You could put one of those little air conditioners or, or some kind of fan intake on the inside of that cab to let that hot air out. There are so many things they can do with the technology that is out there today. There's no. I don't want to hear no more excuses. I don't want to hear about these ridiculous um, excuses these people are coming up with I'm for why sorry, we shouldn't have it. But I, I did something when I was a package car driver because I couldn't stand the heat that once you walk in, because remember, that roof is fiberglass. And when the heat, when the sun hits that, (laughs) when the heat, when the sun hits that roof, whatever it is outside, 90 degrees, 92 degrees, I guarantee you is 130 degrees in that, in that cab. 100%. We got proof. So, so, you know, you could pass out, you could burn yourself actually from the, from the metal, um, um, shelves, shelves. Absolutely. Um, but listen, Go ahead, Heck. So what I what I did, I, I went online on YouTube, and, and this guy made a, a cooler uh, AC with a fan and a battery and ice and all that. I have that. I did that, and I'm telling you, it works. I put it in the back, and every time I walked into that back after that, I was nice and cool. I mean, it don't freeze you, but it keeps it nice and cool in there. That's what yeah. they should do. They should bring. They should make something like that for the back uh, trucks. They should have. And they're a little perfectly cooler. capable of doing it. Yeah, they're perfectly. You know capable what? And, of doing and, it. and the and the the drivers can help out. You know, they'll go get the ice in the morning and put it into the cooler. As long as they have that to cool off the back, you know. As long as the ice machines aren't broken, Hector. Exactly. But then, you know, yeah. that's another thing. It's just an and, and, and I've been speaking to <laughs> members. It's since... just a basic air conditioner. Mm-hmm. Blowing cold air with a fan mm-hmm. on the ice is no different than compressed uh, uh, compressed uh, coolant. It's the is same it? principle. You may and as well we... just get a fucking air conditioner. But there's, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of suggestions out there for that cooling in the back of that truck. And, and some of us are lucky. We have a change of seasons, right? I've been speaking to members. I put up a post and I asked members to start throwing up their temps. And, and people were in their trucks putting up their thermometer readings. And these things were up and over. I, and I spoke to a couple of guys in Georgia. Oh, my God. A guy named Donnie. Um, even Jason Hawk himself. If you guys know Jason, um, he showed me a picture of him baking cookies on his dash he baked cookies chocolate chip cookies about nine eight of them or something like that on his dash or nine of them and and he showed the before when they were like dough and then right after a perfectly baked chocolate chip cookie i mean they look delicious it would have been a nice it would have been nice if he would have been eating them i'm sure he did <laughs> and, and then i spoke to a guy in vegas named mo this, this guy dash named, must be clearer than mine <laughs> this guy named mo in vegas his truck gets so hot sometimes that he says he can't even touch his hand truck because it will burn his hands. It's not just that the truck is hot and he can't even put his hands near the shelves because they will burn him. But the hand truck, what he needs to get the boxes off, he can't even grab his the equipment he needs to do his job. He's got to, like, let it cool down or try to use gloves and grab it, and put it down and let it cool. Like, it's just ridiculous. There's no reason for it. The technology is there. Uh, guys in Arizona, that guy in the in the video in the ring cam that everybody's showing that fainted in front of the person's doorstep. That guy was in Arizona. Enough is enough already. Also, there was a, a woman whose husband almost died and she put this petition together. This petition has over a million something signatures. I believe a million point five. If you have over a million point a million and a half signatures. There is no reason why they're not like, holy shit, they have over a million teamsters in this world. Why aren't we doing something about this? You have the money over what Greg, you was reading some of the numbers. I believe it was over 20 something billion in the first quarter, 22 or 24 billion in the first quarter. And you can't do something for these drivers. You can't do something for these inside workers. Why? Why would they do something? Listen, they put out a statement that we are well trained to work in those conditions. I don't remember on my training. 
but I didn't go into a fucking sauna and stood there for fucking <laughs> 10 hours and see how I came out of there. I, I mean, did you go? Did you do that training? I didn't do that training, Hector. So, I mean, did I somebody do else do that training? Because the I know, company I know says the firemen. The I know they put a fireman in those types the, of predicaments. They never did that with us. I don't know. I don't. I mean, what, what the company said. The company said that we are well trained to work under those conditions. We didn't I run to a fire house. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I just don't know what they yeah. did. We didn't out. go to a Russian bathhouse, take off all exactly. our put on fully exactly. clothed and step into a sauna and put those rocks up to the super highest level there is. Listen. Nope, never never did it. And if I Except did we got that, virtual virtual driving now. If right I was ahead. in that training with the sauna and for a half an hour, I would be looking like this right now. I'd be skinny <laughs> as hell because I sweat it so much. But whatever. No, it's 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 ridiculous. It really is. That the and just so that we're we're fair to the company, the training that they have said is drink lots of water. Fair make sure you have people. those electrolytes up to the high levels of electrolytes. You got to drink those electrolytes. You got to get the water. Have yourself some watermelon, some cucumber. That stuff will help you out there. Yeah, no, I learned from the old timers, the veterans. You keep that cooler with ice in, you get a towel in there, you dip it in the ice, you pat it on yourself. These are all what I call survival tactics so that we stay alive. Because if you don't, you're in trouble. I mean, keep. I used to have a little spray bottle. I'd put the water in, I'd spray myself down a little bit. Like I would dump my head. If there was a fire hydrant open, kids were playing by a fire hydrant, I'd dunk my head and wet my whole uniform because that would keep me cool for a few hours. And I'd be dry after that. Well, I dumped my head in bad. a fire hydrant in New York City, and this is what happened. Well, if you saw the picture of me 25 years ago. With oh, long, please. Here we go. Hair, here we go. You know, here we I used go. To, I used to wet here that big mop of hair. Here we go. And I'd shake it go. like this, and it was like watching Baywatch. Mm. You know? <laughs> the Puerto Rican Fabio. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but no, serious, man. One, one, one okay. issue, I know we've talked about the heat for the inside workers, but most most UPS buildings I've been into, when you look up at the ceiling... And you've been you to a lot. Up there. What do you huh? see? And you've been to a lot. Yeah, he's been, yeah, he's <laughs> a tracking trailer truck. up there is just wood. There's no insulation up there, you know? And no. it's like, it's and I understand the buildings are large, huge, spacious and everything, but... All the other warehouses that I go to when I do pickups and stuff, they've all got insulation up there on the roof. They've all got big fans moving air around inside the warehouse. You know, now granted, some of our buildings wouldn't be usable with the what they call the big ass fan. And yes, that is the name of the fan. Big ass. About, uh, yeah, it's about a 30, 30, uh, 30 foot blade fan up on the ceiling. But they all have insulation. They keep the buildings a lot cooler than the UPS buildings are, whether there's air conditioning inside them or not. There's no insulation in the building. So. <laughs> it's ridiculous already. Enough is enough. Look, our, our, our brother, Nick Perry. Nick Perry says, heard from our brother and steward in Texas that a brother who had a heat stroke two weeks ago and was put in the ICU is working on walking now. Could you believe that? Just now he's working on trying to walk again. Like, this is just enough is enough. It is time. You know, it's 2023. We're not, this isn't 1970. This isn't 1980. This isn't even 2000 anymore. We are in 2023. It is time for a change. You know, and the you members- You heard that, really, Dean? We're in 2023, okay? I think he still remembers. <laughs> but no, seriously, man, this isn't a joke. It's it's really sad. It's really sad that the company has made so much money hand over fist, so many billions of dollars, and yet we're still suffering and the drivers are still suffering and the inside workers are still suffering. No one should have to go through that anymore. It is ridiculous. It, it's time to, for a change. We at Local 804, we had a huge rally about it on the 28th. And, uh, oh, and a big shout out over the week of the anniversary of the 97 strike to all the teamsters across the country who were holding rallies, whether it was night shifts, morning for the drivers, uh, preload twice, whatever was out there. There was members standing in solidarity all across the country. You know, uh, 2020, the 2023 contract campaign, as far as I'm concerned, the kickoff was a success. It was huge. It was started on the anniversary. Hey, welcome, David Allen from Roswell Hub. What's up, brother? One of our brothers who works in Georgia, who sweats, you know, like a beast out there, the poor guy. Have you tried doing the temp in your truck out there? No, I haven't had a temperature uh, gauge yet. 
Um, so. Can you try to bake some cookies for us, like Jason Hawk did? Yeah, I would, I, absolutely. I'll send them to you too. Yeah, do oatmeal raisin though, not the chocolate chip. Oatmeal raisin, a little better for you. What the hell's wrong yeah, with Dave, you? Oatmeal raisin. Dave looked like he just came. Dave looked like Hector, he just came. You hang with this guy? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hang out with none of these motherfuckers. You see these guys? That, that guy, that guy, and that guy. You, yeah, you, you know. hey, hey, Dave, you, you look anyway. like you just came from Disney World or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. That's next week. <laughs> No, but so, yeah, we're discussing uh, this guy, the- Michael Hernandez, said that uh, a driver in Austin, Texas, uh, passed out while a on-car uh, supervisor was in the truck with him. So maybe he, he, I yeah. hope he's doing good. But, you know, that's what it takes now these days that, you know, these supervisors, they got to actually see you, you know, because now because of this this whole thing, I'm sure, you know, and it's happening, people are now realizing that they are over overheated and they they call up and say yeah yeah i'm overheated i gotta take a break so the management is telling them you know pull over take a break and in a in a, in a shaded area so you well, know we did have that but, one instance like but this. they fucking these, these this management is so fucking retarded mm-hmm. i mean they, they 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 just put their foot in their mouth all the time they tell these guys you know if you feel he just go to a shaded radio area and you know and just relax drink water you know get back up and then they'll pull him in the office the fucking next day because there's a gap on fucking on the stop it, it makes no fucking this, this company is the fucking ass backwards i want to shout out the special supervisor over there hector that actually told the driver while he was feeling faint oh i'll be right over don't worry about it and waited this poor guy like doesn't know any better so he's waiting an hour and 20 minutes for the supervisor to get there then for him to say i'm gonna take you to an mm. urgent care for then now to be driven to an urgent care by this supervisor who must think he's a doctor or something and then all of a sudden when they get there the urgent care is like what are you doing here take this man to a hospital like hello wake up mcfly i just don't and understand the- if it's an emergency call 911 exactly. call an ambulance get if, the if, help if don't you're, listen to if any you're at home and your and your kid gets hurt and you need a, you call 911 the same thing at your job if you don't feel good and you're not going to wait for a supervisor because it could be too late call 911 have the ambulance come there let deal with it if they could help you right there on the spot that's fine if they they can they got to take you call 911 yeah, yeah. your that's health it. is more important than calling that damn call the fucking supervisor on the way to the fucking hospital i don't know yeah. but you got to yeah. call 911 when you don't feel good you yeah. you and i we only know what our body goes through i can't tell you what what you're feeling you only could feel what you're feeling so if you know you're not feeling good Call nine one one. I feel 100%. like one hundred percent. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's I don't know. it's simple. It's simple. You you send a text to the diet. I'm feeling faint. I'm calling an ambulance. That simple. And, and there was one member actually who he was on the phone with his dad, and his dad is telling him, "Are you okay?" And he's like, "No, nah, I'm not feeling so well." Thankfully, the member before he fainted was able to to tell his father where he was at. So the father called the ambulance. I mean, this is getting out of hand. I mean, again, how many more stories like this? How many more people have to be hurt, hospitalized, or die over this I, I believe in the past years, there's been stories like this, but it never, oh, yeah. it never reached the media like this one. 100%. 100%. I, I believe. And, and the company knows it. That's the fucking bad part. They know what's going on. Now, it's now that it's out right. there, now super they want to say, right. now they want to say, and with a fucking stupid statement, that we are trained <laughs> oh my God. in those conditions. It's so ridiculous. It's been a couple of guys in my center back in the days that passed out that fainted inside the truck. From there heat, you go. From there you go. Stroke. There you go. Somebody in the hospital every year. Every, every year. year, every year, every year. Or, or a death, yep. even worse. Like, listen, they say, well, you know, one death is too much. I don't care. It doesn't matter. One death is too much. One hospitalization is too much. It's time for the company to, to, to put their big boy pants on, take some of that money that they've been making off of our backs, off of the members that made them. Listen, everybody knows if we're all on the street and there's a strike, that company's not making any money. I believe the the numbers were in 97 they were bleeding out 40 million a day. Well, it's 2023 right now. That number's yeah, yeah. probably quadrupled, okay? With the with the with the numbers I'm hearing from you uh Greg. So, they will be bleeding out hard. If if that's what it takes, that's what it's going to take. 
but something's got to be done because I don't want to hear about our members being hospitalized. I don't want to hear about our members. They deserve to get home to their families after working so hard. It's bullshit. It needs to stop. That's what they did to the member. He he had a heat stroke. They, he was outside the truck. They left him. They came, took the truck, and left him on the, on the pavement so he could wait for the ambulance. I heard- just, just so people understand this, I don't want to turn this into a mm-hmm. biological lecture, but when you're suffering from heat stroke, your body is no longer cooling itself. Water right. is not going to save you. That's if right. you are not sweating, you can drink all the water you want. It is not going to save you. And it, it's a matter of, of 10 minutes, 15 minutes before you start frying your brain. It's not something to sit there and hesitate about or, gee, I might get in trouble or anything like that. If you are in that position, you need to call for help. Get yourself out of the truck. Get yourself to the coolest place nearby and call a freaking ambulance and save yourself because you don't get another shot. <laughs> when you fry your brain and you have to learn to walk again, you yeah. may never recover. It's a matter of minutes, and hydration is wonderful when everything's working. But when you've reached the point of heat stroke, everything is not working anymore. And so there's no amount of water that's going to save you from that. And that, that whole notion is, it, 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 as much as I want people to stay hydrated, every time I hear this water argument, it, it drives me insane. Because there is no amount of water. You can't drink enough water. When you're in 130-degree heat and you are sweating profusely, you cannot pour it in as fast as you're pouring it out. That's There's right. no way around that. You need to cool yourself down. That's and it, Greg. Take a seat and drop the temperature 15, 20 degrees. That will save your life. It doesn't have to be 65 and balmy in the freaking cab. It's just got to be down low enough that you can freaking survive and not burn your brain to death. This that, is not it. a complicated thing. You know what? From now on, you're Dr. Kerwin. That's it. Done deal. <laughs> I love it. Great. That is exactly the truth. And, you, you know, you just can't drink it fast enough. And that's the bottom line. There's no way. It's not going to happen. You need to get to a doctor. Nick Perry, our brother, once again. One hand, the company preaches how they're trained and they care. The other hand, we just had a member on a three-day ride last week. Soup told him to code out bathroom breaks. And this is what I'm talking about. For the media and their UPS spokespeople, they want to try to paint this picture of how they care about the workers. That you No, they... They don't, because if they really cared, they would have took care of this a long time ago with their little bullshit ventilation schemes, these little uh, little bullshit plastic windows that they put in the, in the middle of the truck or on the top of the roof. None of that stuff works. Let's get it together. You, you, they're trying to find cheap methods that aren't working. They haven't worked for years. I mean, you guys all had that stupid little lever that you pull that, uh, right on the, on the little end of the truck that has little holes in it to like kind of let air in. That's not working. That's not working in 120 degrees. Come on, let's be real about this. Amanda Jamie Curran. Jamie, a supervisor followed me and threatened me for stealing time to fill up my gallon jug of water, but had to wait till <laughs> someone else was filling up their five gallon jug. Like, come on already. These are the stories. These are the people that we listen to, our workers. They're on our Facebook page. They're talking about it. You know, we appreciate all of you. And everybody cares about Joe, Joey Mitchell. You need IV fluids, Greg Kerwin, at that point. Absolutely. You, you need an IV. Absolutely. I mean, I'm thinking the company should start giving us IV. Well, that would be so, horrible. So, shit, to, give me a bag of IV. At least let me so feel like So to let the members know, me. what are the symptoms of your overheat, your overheating yourself? Well, we spoke about it on the last show. There's cramping, dizziness. There's a feeling of faintness. There's um, what else? There's so many of them that the unquenchable thirst. You just talk about you just talked about uh, some women in uh, Jamie's ride when they see his legs. (laughs) (laughs) The ones that run away. We're not talking about the ones that run away. (laughs) No, but there was so many. Um, Does anybody have a picture of that post that actually talks about? uh, I think I had it somewhere. That actually talks about uh, the the heat conditions and and when you're uh, out there and you're sweating the things that you should be doing. So Dean Dawes is the information it. guy. I got it. So the symptoms of heat exhaustion are muscle cramps, heavy sweating, pale or cold skin, weakness and or confusion. Well, crap! I'm feeling all that right now. So <laughs> <laughs> so there's a whole um, bunch. You have dizziness, the... dizziness, headache, nausea, vomiting, fast heartbeat, dark colored urine, which indicates dehydration. 
the symptoms of heat stroke are if you have a fever of 104 or higher, flushed or red skin. Here's the big one that Greg was alluding to, lack of sweating. If you've stopped sweating, you're, you're, you're in trouble. You're in heat stroke, yeah. Trouble breathing, fainting, and seizures. So and, a fast, and a fast or strong pulse, I believe, was one yeah. of them also. Now, heat exhaustion is bad enough as it is, but and that can be kept brought under control if you cool yourself, find a cool place, cool yourself down, drink, you know, get some liquids in you. Heat stroke, no, you got to get to the hospital. They've got to take you at the hospital. So, and, and, and again, for those members who feel like you've done it and people are whining and, you know, there's no reason for it. If you were able to do it for 30 years, anybody else can. That's not the point. The point is we're Teamsters. It's our duty as Teamsters to make sure that we continue to provide better conditions for our brothers and sisters, regardless of what time period we're in. All right. Those years passed. I did it. Greg did it. David does it. Hector has done it. It doesn't matter. I didn't like doing it. It wasn't fun for me. You know what I mean? It wasn't fun for any of us. And don't sit there and pretend because you did it for 30 years that it was fun for you. You made it. Happy for you. But you know what? This next generation shouldn't have to suffer the way we did. Listen, That's how I, I used to come it. back to work with my whole uniform drenched. And the supervisor really thought that I Yep. Dipped into a pool that I went outside? to. A, yeah, no, and, and he thought <laughs> I, I went to somebody's pool. He was like, "Did you go uh, to a customer's pool and, and just win?" Right? I said, "No, motherfucker, this is sweat. This is me fucking sweating out there." You see the salt. Now, you see the guys I, I, covered I in salt. I got a question. That story. Are you sure you said it exactly that way? I can't exactly imagine. that way. <laughs> the way I talk, I talk to the supervisor just exactly. Hey, Tony. Yep, will you, will you tell these exactly. motherfuckers how I talk <laughs> yeah, yeah. to management? Yeah, I, I've been there. They, I talk to management exactly like the way you hear me on this radio show. A lot show. of them prefer to speak to the steward than to even take it to that exactly. next level when it comes to <laughs> Exactly. They don't even want me in that fucking office. I don't think some of us want to be here sometimes. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to my first arbitrating case this week. Oh, shit. Really? In four years. Wow. In four fucking years. Hey, it is. But I'm gonna win this case. I already, I already, I already gonna win this. You got case. it already. I can't so talk. Up. Yeah, I can't right, talk, about talk about it. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Because I'm gonna make those fucking supervisors look like stupid assholes. Um, I'm gonna shoot this question to Dean Doss. Uh, I just pulled a David Allen. This question I'm shooting <laughs> to you, Dean Doss. Um, uh, uh, Janet Worley. Uh, Nick just asked. I know she passed away. And she literally crawled to her death. Uh, I believe it was. I, I think it was like ten years ago. Um, she died in a UPS package car. It was like a big, it was like the first, it was, she was like one of the first women to pass away, I believe of, of heat exhaustion. Uh, I don't recognize the name. I'm trying to look it up real quick. Who, so, uh, who are you asking that question to? He was asking, he thought I would know it because oh, okay. apparently I'm supposed to know everything. Yeah, and you were there back in the days with your Fabio hair. What? <laughs> Remember that? Yo, yo soy Fabio. Yo soy Fabio en español. <laughs> I, get, I, get called, I get called handsome in Spanish all the time. They say, "Hey, look, El Gordo." <laughs> that that means that means you're very good looking. You're very good that, looking. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Very good looking and fat. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't El Guapo? <laughs> no, that, that happened after they went to the bed. El Guapo. El Guapo Gordo. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy that likes to change the topic, even though we're speaking about safety. I, I have another oh, safety issue that um, Hold on I think is a big deal, even because it's – and the safety issue I have is um, – that these customers can track our truck where we at at any moment, man. Yes. Um, a yes. lot of a lot of our a lot of our members are being are being attacked. It's, it's, it's out of hand now. You know, we're getting guns pulled on us. We're we're getting hit. We're getting assaulted. Everything based off of these customers following. They know where our truck is at. You know, we're on lunch. They know where our truck is at. They're waiting for us. We can be at our house having lunch with our family. They're right there waiting for us to come outside. 
this 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 truck thing is they got to turn this thing off. It's, it's some someone's gonna die over it. So just wanted to bring that up, being that it's a safety issue. Uh, it is. It is a super safety issue. I mean, there are a lot of companies that have something similar, but they talk about the driver being a certain amount of stops away. But nothing is as precise as the company that we have. They know exactly where you are at that moment, and they can just come right to you. And and there was a time where our drivers that delivered, because let's let's be serious, a lot of our drivers delivered to some pretty tough neighborhoods. I mean, here in Brooklyn, we have the Brownsville areas. There's a lot of projects there, and our drivers they're they're in they're in danger sometimes. They go to these neighborhoods and they are in danger. They have been robbed before. It's not something new. Drivers have been robbed in the past. A lot of drivers work in these really tough neighborhoods and it happens. But there was a time where we had these vendors. These these uh, a lot of them were ex-police officers. Right. A lot of them were ex-police officers that would go out with the worker. They were armed guards for the work for the driver and they would stay with them all day. Over the years, we lost more and more of them. You know, to the point where they don't even exist anymore. They're only in the buildings at the gates protecting the entrance of the facility. And so you know, who, you know who uses this system for majority of it's, it's scammers, drug dealers, people that are getting packages that are bad packages. Right. They want to know where it's at so they can meet you and get it from you wherever you're at. And if you don't have it on your truck, nine times out of ten, it's not even on your truck. It's just the address belongs to your truck. So they're following your truck. They have it in an office somewhere, you know, and they're using fake addresses. They're coming up to you. And if you don't have it or if you attempt not to even look for it or whatever, they're pulling guns out on you. All right. What are we to do, man? Somebody's going to really somebody's going to die over this. And it's, it's a bad thing, man. We had a driver get shot in Atlanta. Well, what happened basically was the customer was looking for their box. And then they, uh, I guess it was the beginning of the day, you know, when you have your truck just brick flooded and the driver was like, I can't get to it. And there was like frustration and they started going back and forth. And then uh, the customer threw, you know, took out a gun and shot him. I don't know if the driver's alive. I have to dig more into that story. Wow. It's, this this is really bad, man. I'm serious. Yeah, no, it is bad, well, and you're absolutely right, Jamie. Something we're, has we're to be here, done. We're here to educate the members and give them the most information that we possibly can. We have different media hubs and uh, that give different information. Uh, I would apply to all of them and get even information that you know we can't give here. You, they'll give it, but I just want to put this out there, guys, and and this is for the the eight hundred four members and anybody out there in the United States that are, are UPS drivers. When you go to a, a stop, and this is happening now, like more than ever, because this is what I'm getting. Dis- I'm getting. I'm, this is what I'm dealing with for discipline. If you're at a commercial stop, if you're at a commercial stop and you're past five o'clock, the right way to sheet it is miss. You didn't make it. It's miss. Don't put residential to try to get that fucking to to see if you're going to get through it. It's not going to happen. What's going to happen is this. I had a guy that was in the office for attendance. Attendance. Nothing to do with anything. They knew they wasn't going to get him for attendance. So they went looking. And when they looked, they found. This is what the company does. Don't put yourself in that predicament. You have a method and procedure to follow. Follow the method and procedure. No shortcuts because the shortcuts is going to get you later on. Believe me. Because when they pulled up this guy's record and found that they had so many residential, commercial, cheated, dude, it was like, okay, now I really can't fucking save your job. And I was going to save your job with attendance. But they went and did this. Listen, do yourself a favor for the headache later on in, in your career in, at, at, at the company. If you're at a commercial stop and you're past 5 o'clock, it's the way they taught you. Sheet it, miss. If Don't sheet it any other way unless you get a confirmation from your supervisor on the diet board instructing you to shoot it, sheet it any other way. You got to follow instructions. That's the bottom line. Don't take it upon yourself and say, you're, oh, and, and the cr- crazy thing is that the member, you, when you're in there and he's ready to lose his job, he says, well, I did it because I didn't want to lose my job. Are you fucking kidding me? You just made it to lose your job. If you would have cheated miss, 
You would have lost your job. You would not been in this situation. But you say, and then when I hear that, I, I go crazy with that. When he says, I did it because I didn't want to lose my job. But guess what? You falsify. You're losing your job. So I'll say, I just want to put it out there because I'm getting so many disciplined with that. And we just you know got what? word. You know what? Anthony. I'm mad at you guys. Real quick. Uh, we just got to say something real quick. Janet Worley, who passed away, uh, Nick Perry, that happened in 2014. So we're talking, you know, almost 10 years ago um, that Janet Worley had passed away in a package car crawling to her death in the heat. So that's just I'm, I'm kind of mad at you guys Why you because we us? were just speaking about safety. What the hell Hector comes with that? If that was me, you guys would have been shaking your heads. <laughs> Hector, how could you <laughs> say that? First, first of all, every Greg time... David e Allen, where the hell he come with first that with of all, me about the safety? Jamie, every time you... talking about sheet in a package. Jamie, Jamie. No, Greg would have been shaking his head. Jamie. <laughs> producer <laughs> discussion. <laughs> producer show, you can change topics. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, every time you talk, we shake our head. <laughs> Jamie shakes his head too, but we can't see it. Exactly. No, you can see him between the R and the M. <laughs> the show's almost over. I just want to give a shout out to everybody here. Thank you all for coming. Um, don't forget uh, the Teamster Media Hub. You can find all of us there. David Allen from Roswell Hub. You can find his YouTube channel there. Dean Dawes is doing the information show now. Dean Dawes from California. Thank you. Uh, Greg, he's everywhere. 401k resource page. He helps with the Teamster Media page. He's got the uh, 2023 contract campaign ca uh, page. If you guys want to go on there, try to see what you want to change in the contract go on the page but do it the right way or greg will shout you out make sure you talk about the article what's the language you want to change and do it appropriately um, greg you've been getting a course, lot of you've been getting a lot of calls with the 401k right because everybody's switching up with the uh, i keep sending people to you man i keep sending people what what you got a question uh, it's, been, a it's been picking up a little it was quiet for a bit because everybody's wrapped up in the contract stuff but yeah. it's it's picking up again and the I'm, market's down <laughs> Um, oh, and we I, here at Union Power Radio, you can hit us up on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, uh, iHeartRadio. We're on every platform. Facebook, Facebook's live also. So, you know, there's plenty of ways to hear what's happening to us around the country. We have people here from everywhere, Georgia, California, Boston, New York. Um, people join up. They chat in the room. We got people in there from Idaho, Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, this is a great thing that we do just to try to get the information out there and continue to listen. It's important. We need to get the word out there. Um, I've been very busy lately. I apologize. I know you guys, um, ha we haven't had a show in quite some time. Hector's been busting my balls over it. No, I haven't uh, been busting. I've been actually glad that you had the time because, you. you know, I wanted I you to have spent a lot of time with my with family, family this summer. Exactly. Yep. And, yeah, uh, Hector's been massaging your balls. Yes, <laughs> I am. Look, look, look. Yeah. <laughs> shout out, shout out to all the Starbucks <laughs> workers. Shout anyway. out to all the Starbucks workers who are fighting to unionize. Shout out to the Amazon workers who are fighting to unionize. Um, these are things that we all need to be helping out with, and we need to make happen because a union world is better than a non-union. I want to. I want to uh, wish good luck to all the twelve teams that are playing in this uh, next yep. Sunday tournament here on Local Eight Hundred Four. We have twenty eighth of year. August. This is the second annual tournament. Oh, uh, feeder, go feeder department. We no feeder not, department this year, Dean. They didn't have. <laughs> They didn't. Sorry. They, they were <laughs> having a problem. They were having a problem, like with their schedule, what position to take on the field. Okay. So they're Fo not playing Foster at all. Avenue, then. Foster Avenue. I want the, Foster, Foster Avenue. <laughs> There's a lot of good teams. There's a lot of good teams. I want to say. I want to say one thing. Elections are coming up in the fall at different locals across the country. The company is watching those to see participation. Mm -hmm. I would encourage everybody that has the chance to vote, to vote, get your vote in, pick a side. If there's someone running, get your vote in. No one knows how you vote. There's secret ballots. Get your vote in. Let's show them all that we care so that going into the contract next Next year, they know there's people that are active and concerned about what's going on with their union. And if you don't vote, you can't fucking complain. Don't complain. <laughs> don't complain. Big oh. shout out to all the workers in Cincinnati, Ohio at the DHL CBG Air Hub. You can do it. You can get it done. Don't give up. You need a union. We're here to fight for you. Uh, big shout out to uh, to uh, Wyman Hawk, uh, Leanna Dalton, Scott Williams, Claudia Rowe, Alex Tropete. Um, and all the people, Nick Prather, who helped make that happen down there. It was a huge, huge success. 
And um, as always, listen. Can I get a word in, Anthony? Yeah, sure. And also, to, to add on to what Dean Dorse was saying, there's going to be a lot of campaigning and rallying, of course, 804, and of course, other locals. Yeah. Like he just said, the company is watching. You got to get involved. Don't wait till after the contract is done and then complain or say, oh, I want to get involved. Get involved now. They're watching. Go ahead, Anthony. As always, y'all, stay united. Solidarity. We're here to put the U back in union. Thanks for everyone to uh, getting on today, Greg, Dean, and Dave. And uh, please follow them on Media Hub. Media Hub is like the main source for all of us. Everybody, We're all there. Everybody's there. You got a lot of media people uh, getting into the game. You have Other Rosie. Podcasts. You have Rosie. <laughs> Rosie. Oh, right. That's right. Tuck and Mule. Tuck and Mule. Mule. Okay. Uh, you, you, can, you can find everyone that you want to listen to or get education is on Media Hub, and uh, it's, it's a good thing. Uh, a lot of people are going into that to that Media Hub to find everything. So I want to wish everyone a uh, good night. I'm gonna go watch my drag, uh, House of Dragons with the Game <laughs> of Thrones. Hell yeah, me too. Hell yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> but anyway, thank you it. for listening to the What The Heck Show. We'll be back again in another two weeks. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll continue doing it. I'm sorry that you know we, I had to give Anthony a break and everybody else a break. But you have Dean now with the information. And Dave, is, when you're coming back, Dave? When are you going to uh, let the guys know when you come back? About another month? Give me about three weeks. Three weeks, All right. maybe. All right. There you go. Everybody's missing those videos. Anyway, I want to thank everyone for listening to the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. Thank you very much, and have a good night. All right. Union Power Radio, every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your hosts, Tony Rosario and Jamie Hayes.